A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. And you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless. I'm Nina Turner. Hell-raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. And you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless. I'm Nina Turner. Hell-raising humanitarian sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. As you know, I'm the host, Rashawn McDonald. I tell people every time they listen or watch this show, it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about gifts and purpose. If you have a gift, lead with your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. You know I'm on show interviews, celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest is Kelvin Truitt. Truitt is a barber to the stars. You hear me? An interior designer, creative director, and a host of a very popular open mic for expiring and established artists in Hollywood. 
Hollywood. <laughs> Kelvin's clients have included, I'm talking from the hair standpoint, because I can't talk. Back in the day, I used to have a barber like Kelvin, you know, but I've lost all that hair, so I just talk to my barber all the time now. Common's one of the clients, Sugar Ray Leonard, Wayne Brady, David O'Yellowa, uh, Kirk Franklin, the Golden State Warrior. Woo! Golden State Warrior. Amber Riley from Glee, from Glee Dwayne Brown at Offensive Tackle, Seattle. Big old boy sitting in that chair. And comedian Karen Hart. To its first Friday's monthly open mic night, artists have included Jordan Sparks, Common, El Varner, Kenny Lattimore, Gary Brewer, D1 and El Jabarge, and my girl Yvonne Orgy from Insecure. Kevin fell in love with country music. And I'm going to tell you, see, that's the whole thing. He in California now. See, one thing I ever understand that California, he's talking about country western music. I'm from Houston, Texas, so. We're going to talk about that now. In college, doing his long drive to visit his family. As a strong spiritual leader in his community, he aims to use his unique sound and approach to heal and empower others, because he's an entrepreneur too, as he shares his own life struggles and transitions. He's got a reason to sing, y'all, and he's on Money Making Conversation to tell us about it. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my man, Kelvin Truitt. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing wonderful, man. Thank you so much for having me and to the audience of Money Making Conversations, man. It's great to be here. Well, first of all, you know, uh, Kelvin, you're an entrepreneur, to my understanding. Couldn't have my little backstory. My my younger brother, he spent time in the military. He lives in Washington, D.C. He has four barber and beauty salons in the D.C. area. So and when COVID hit, man, whoo, you know, brother, you know, all I can do is pray for him. You know, and then he had to set up all these separation curtains and plastics in his business and had to wait to get permission because because that type of business was hit the hardest because you had such a close relationship with your client. Tell us about you in the beauty and barber business. Tell us about that transition that hit your business so hard. When I say transition, we're talking about COVID-19 pandemic. Tell us about this. Walk us back to that a few few months back. Yeah. So, um. Uh, at that at that point of time, I was in the uh, in the management and ownership uh, position mm-hmm. in my company, so um, I had it I had it made in terms of what most uh, barber entrepreneurs want, which is that the shops are running themselves, yes, the sir. barbers are thriving, the clients are happy, um, and when pandemic hit, I was told we have to shut down indefinitely, and that um, we had to stay six feet apart. As you know, it's impossible to cut someone's hair from six feet away. And what that did, it put me in a unique position because um, my finances was affected, my passive income. I was used to going to the shops and picking up the booth rent. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it presented a moral challenge for me. Do I still charge people booth rent for a booth that they cannot use? Right. And in my case, the answer was no. I didn't feel like it was right. Um, And it cost me a lot of money. It cost me to shut down a few locations. It cost me to reconsider how I showed up in the industry at all because um, I felt their pain. I was I stood behind a chair for 19 years myself. Mm-hmm. And to, um, to have to pay for a chair that you can't use due to pandemic and to be charged for it, to me, it just was, like I said, morally uh, not right to collect from something that I knew couldn't be used. So after a few months of that, like I'm collecting zero, but uh, the landlords at the properties, they still needed to collect everything. And so it affected my pockets uh, and it affected me mentally, too, because what I once was, um, I wasn't that anymore. Right. You know, 
And yeah, so it was a, a difficult challenge. And, you know, I, I definitely salute your brother who and many others in this industry that had to make those quick adjustments to continue to serve the public. And then it kept changing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So this week it was 25% capacity. Right. Next week it was, um, you have to have up all these partitions and, and separating devices and cleaning protocol that the owners had to spend money on, you know, mm-hmm. and that money just didn't appear. You know, a lot of people had to make sacrifices um, to get those things done in hopes of keeping their business running. And then the business, it, the laws are change again. And right. it goes from 25% capacity to no indoor activity in shops around the nation. were putting chairs on the, on the outside of their premises, but the barbershop culture I come from, man, people don't pay you to cut their hair outside. Right. You know, they pay for the comfort, they pay for the camaraderie, they pay for the air conditioning, even the barbers, like how can I charge them money to cut outside? Right. They're not even using electricity. So it was a very difficult transition, but, uh, but we made it, you know? Absolutely. I'm talking to Kelvin Truitt, uh, the celebrity barber to the stars, uh, entrepreneur, media host, you know, you know, the interesting thing about uh, being a barber, because, you know, I've lived that life. I can still remember my first haircut when my, my dad yeah. sent me down. I got an ivory lead. That's what I got. Cut all my hair off, you know, but you can just see a little hair left. That was my first first haircut. You got, got my little part right there. I was looking good. Got out that chair. Come on. You couldn't tell me nothing, Kevin. I had my little part. I wore that part probably all the way through middle school before I realized I was tired of that part in my hair. But, <laughs> but you know, the but really being a barber in general, because now you went to management, that had to be, uh, that's a good for your career, but you still lost some of that camaraderie, that spotlight, that interaction. Talk about that transition because, you know, you can you can rise in success, but you can lose something socially as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so th- there's a scripture that come to mind, um, like uh, my faith practice has been uh, Christian. And so I read the Bible and, and Jesus talks about these parables. And one of them is in the vineyard, right? Where the person who plants the vineyard doesn't actually work the vineyard. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You you plant it and you leave space for others to come in and 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 work work and receive the benefits of the vineyard. And so when I really uh, understood that, it, it became the primary difference between being a business owner and being self-employed. Being self-employed meant that I worked in the vineyard. I owned it and I worked in it. Being a business owner meant that I planted the vineyard and I empower others to work and until the soil of that ground. So what it meant for me was another, it, was, it meant the level up for my, um, for my business pursuit, but it, it did cost me social capital. It cost relationships. It cost, you right. know, your client, you've been cutting for 10 years. Now it's calling on you and you are not available um, to do that part of what you do anymore, you know? And so it does cost you for, for me, there were friendships that were built over right. the cushion of the barber chair, you know? And so when I transitioned to no longer standing behind the chair, um, sometimes the, the friendship was injured. Um, and now I'm at a point where, uh, so I still cut hair on the side. I right. still serve um, the clients and, and now I'm doing music and I'm having to face that kind of intersection <laughs> where it's like, Hey, we love you. We especially love you cutting our hair, right? You know, and um, and it's it's hard sometimes. It takes a lot of bravery on my part and a lot of acceptance um, to just say I'm choosing to live the life I want to live. Um, that's uh, 
I can model That's important that. to you. That's important to you. It's important to me. And, and your I family. That, I, that everybody needed, too. Mm-hmm. You know something, Kelvin, I, I, you know, I'm going to tell you something. The only time I cut hair, man, I was pleasing to make a sci-fi. And the, the big, I'm gonna tell you something, man. The big brother came to me, man, and said, "Cut my hair." You know, brother. I'm gonna tell you something, man. My my hand was shaking so hard because you know that edge line. That that's the key to a great barber, man. That edge line, you know, that separates you, and that's that's where you that's where the game changes. I think when you start talking about good barbers and great barbers, is that is that how you ed, they create those edge lines? What really makes a great barber? I guess I should ask you that, Kelvin, because you uh, you get a reputation, and then people go, man, he cuts because you, you there is a difference now. But I'm I'm gonna step back and just tell you about my bad experience. Didn't go well because I was I was pledging and I was trying to cut a big brother who really didn't care anything Ooh. about me. So I never was gonna win in the haircut business. And I should have been trying to cut his hair anyway, but he asked me to. But you are a great barber. What makes a great barber and what makes it what 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 are like three or two or three things that can really set you apart in that barber's chair? Okay, so um for me, what makes a great barber is consistency. Mm-hmm. Can you do what I like every single time I come to see you, right? Right. Uh, if, when each client feels that, are you consistent? I think that's what makes a great barber. Mm-hmm. Um, a good barber is going to have the ability to to execute a haircut. And you be like, oh, yo, they're good. Right. But they're great. It's like, yo, every single time I come to see Kelvin and in my case, Jalan, it's consistently the same quality. Um some tips that I feel like uh, set me apart is speed, right? Right. Um, I've worked in, uh, like you mentioned earlier, with high-profile clients in some of the biggest moments of their careers. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, I, I have 15 minutes to do what I do best. Yes. I don't have the luxury of the 45 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So to deliver my product consistently mm-hmm. in a short amount of time, I've really developed my speed to mm-hmm. where do have an interaction. We do have um, a high quality uh, grooming experience. Right. And we also only have this short amount of time. So awesome, brother. Oh. What sets me apart for the rest is, mm-hmm. hey, if you got 20 minutes, man, we got an opportunity to do something really impactful. For me, it's been speed. Um, for others, it's how you um, may enhance a client's look. Um, I don't know who's cutting uh, Jalen Rose hair, but let me tell you, it was a clear difference. On TV, every day I watch ESPN, it was a clear difference when the barber changed because they enhanced his look um, incredibly that it that it bought uh, more yeah, attention. That edge line's powerful. Powerful. And, and and it's a different power than I felt before. You right, know what right, I mean? right, right, I think right. It was a changing of the, of the guards, you know, and there's a lot of, a lot of barbers I respect across the country that are doing that and bringing uh, their unique uh, abilities into the barbering industry to make it uh, one that's appreciated and valued. Oh, you know, the thing about it, like, I, you know, I was a stand-up comedian, so I was traveling all over this country, you know. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I got my hair cut in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, New York, Florida, Georgia, Milwaukee. All barbers are not created equal. I'm just telling yeah. y'all that right now. They're not created equal. Some of them talk too much. Some of them don't know how to give you an edge. Some of them don't, you don't know the different type of hairstyles and all that stuff. Now, the one thing I don't like... Is a barber that talks too much. I just want to get in that chair, Kelvin, get my hair cut. I don't mind a little chatter, little chatter, but just just gonna keep. And when I say talking to other people, 
people sitting in the chair, not showing me personal attention. That really is important when you sit in that chair because I know we're going to talk about other things, but I because you are a celebrity barber, you know there are certain rules to being a great barber, and one of them is focused on the client. Focus on the client. Yes, sir. And 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 pretty much understanding what their unique needs are. So yes. in your case, you're like, hey, speed is a priority for me. Right. Um, I have clients um, that uh, that that's not the case where they do want the connection. This yes. is their one time, the one that, that, where they don't have a camera in their face. This is the one time that they get to connect with somebody and sit still without mm-hmm. doing what it is that they do. So it's important for me to not just come in and and just get through the cut, but to give them uh, that personal connection, that brotherhood, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. Um, I, I bring up my, my, I call him my brother, my friend, Common. Um, there's a lot of times, man, we break bread as friends mm-hmm. over the haircut. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then there's also times where it's like, hey, we got to get this cut done and get out of here or, or get him ready for, for stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, my job is to come in and really evaluate and take his temperature on what his highest needs are that day. Wouldn't make sense for me to come in um, when he needs social encounter. Wouldn't make sense for me to come in and give him a quick cut, or if he needs a quick cut, for me to come in and tell him about uh, all of this stuff that I could wait for a later time. So understanding that and giving that consistent product, that consistent experience, while giving the client what they need. But you're right that talking too much stuff um, is, <laughs> you know, Ooh, I, dude. I, I, because you're a stand-up comedian for real. I have I have some stand-up comedians that I've encountered that cut hair. It'd be like no one signed up for the show, no one bought tickets. Right. Um, but they do want a haircut. Absolutely. We will be right back with more money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends. Whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to Midnight Mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. Send warm wishes with cozy fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. Or treat them to everyone's favorite activewear from top brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow, too, because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
Now let's return to money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's turn, let's slide on over to the music, man. You know, because you, I, I love the fact that was the entrepreneurial side of you. But then let's go slide to the, the entertainment side because we also want to talk about the spiritual side of you because that all connects because of faith drives you and also can keep you focused. But the country music side of you, because whenever I hear country music, you know, I always hear about. I'm, I'm from Houston, Texas, so I'm always a Texas, you know, Oklahoma. Tennessee, Georgia type country western person. But that's not how you fell in love with country western. You mm-hmm. way on the west coast fell in love with country western. Talk about how that connection came about and how is it driving your success as an entertainer in 2021? Yes, sir. Uh, that's a great question. Loaded one as well. Um, I would drive um, from L.A. to Sacramento, which is probably about a six-hour drive um, during my early years of college, I was the first um, person in my family to attend a four-year university and move away from home and do that. Congrats. But my roots came from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I would drive home to see my parents. I would drive home to hang with my friends, to recharge, because I was in a whole new city. And those drives got longer and longer. So I would you know, go through the radio station, and I found myself consistently on the country radio stations through these little kind of central California towns and they have mm-hmm. some really good country stuff. And I found myself singing the songs, but I, you know, like you said, I'm from the West coast. So I try to, hey, when I'm singing <laughs> in the shower, I sing it with a little swag on it. You know, right, I sing right, it with, right. you know, uh, where the beat is a little bit more clear and, but the stories really impacted my life. Mm-hmm. It, it, I said, I want to have that type of impact because I was not, that's, I, I wanted to be, if I did anything in music, I wanted to be a rapper. Right. Right. A lot mm-hmm. of people sing in the shower. Not, when I was a kid, I used to rap in the shower. I used mm-hmm. to do freestyle battles in Sacramento and at lunchtime. Like, uh, you know, I was a punchline rapper. So um, if it can captivate a person like me um, with that music palette, with these stories, when I um, had this deep passion in my heart to do music through my life's uh, circumstances, you know, um, I went to a genre that had impacted me most. I've heard plenty of great rap albums. So right. many. Uh, R&B is my jam. I can, uh, but it wasn't my life experience. So I wasn't connecting to the music I loved the most. I was drawn to the stuff that impacted me the most. And that was in the country genre, you know? So I'm doing it um, now. I'm doing it in a way that I wish I could have heard it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I you probably, know, it, it, just, you say this because I remember because Steve Harvey and I was doing radio and uh, the, the beat, 92.3, back in 2000. Yeah. That's when we came on the air there. And at, about that same time, that's when uh, Nelly popped out. You know, E-I-E-I, you know, and so I was, uh, I always felt he was a, a country artist, you know, mm-hmm. even though, but they just threw him in rap and believe me, he made a lot of money as a rapper. Now he slid back to where I think his true roots are, country and right. country music. And he's bringing a lot of people in that lane. And then uh, Nas X, you know, he, uh, he's doing his thing. And, uh, and, but when, when you, when you look at what you're trying to do as an, as a potential artist, you know, does the what Nelly do, has done and what you see in the transition and the acceptance of African American talent in the genre of country western is it just the right time for you to step out there and do your music? Do you if you can feel comfortable that it's going to be accepted not by just the black community or the young community, but the country and western country music community? I should say. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so glad you brought up Nelly, man. I, I, I want to work with Nelly. Um, I look forward to collaborating with him. But he was one of the people that really made it cool to um, to just embrace what you like. Absolutely. The country. 
country grammar album, the way he sings, the way he, everything, and, and what he's doing now, he bringing other artists on. Kane so Brown, a, yeah, Kane Brown, come on, Kane killing right now, man. And then uh, Mickey Guyton, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Willie Jones Jr. The, these are all uh, black people, black faces that's doing the music in a way that's right for them. And so it opened up the door for me to be uh, just a little bit more bold about it and just say, hey, you know, um, I want to sing my song. You know, I want to I want to uh, do that. But I think Nelly is a gatekeeper for uh, black uh, country artists in general um, who want to do mainstream music in a um, in a tr- in a way that's not traditionally done by black artists. So, man, 100 percent. Yes, I salute Nelly. Um, and you know, y'all, y'all look out for when me and Nelly uh, put this record together. It's going to well, be. Well, Kevin, I, I, I'm, I'm all good with you. Like I said, you know, my whole thing is that I just don't want to just be one or two. I want to be a, a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because it's always, yeah. you know, I go all the way back to Charlie Pride when the Charlie Pride was the Pride. only black man in country music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like I said, when Nelly came out, you know. Of course, these record labels, they'll just put you where they feel your sound fits. You know what I'm saying? So they put him over in the rapper. Nelly should have been country way back in 2001. Okay? His whole country country grammar album should have been dropped as a country country music. And And the industry is changing, too. You know? But I think you're right. I think think you're right. Because in today's industry, that country grammar album probably would uh, would win album of the year every absolutely. year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guess what? Then he becomes a, even an uh, international star. He's not labeled as a black artist. And guess what? He's starting to get that now because he's headlining tours with, with mm-hmm. other artists. I think with Alabama, what was it Florida, Alabama line? What's the, the boys that they did that single with that blew up? But they, it's really a, a, a great sound when I look at what you're trying to do. But what's the ultimate goal, man? You, you know, you you still in the entrepreneurial management business of these successful barbershops in California. Now you got this open mic, you know. So now you're not only, uh, you know, I think that that's why I was saying that you kind of miss that experience of being a barber in a barbershop. And that gets filled with your open mic because you really get to talk, gets to exchange your conversation and also participate in a social environment where you're entertaining people. Tell us about that open mic that's in Los Angeles and where is it located? Yeah. So uh, it's called uh, My First Fridays and it's in Lake Balboa, uh, California. It started actually started um, in the barbershop, in the flagship location of the barbershop where we would move the chairs out the way. Um, I I was playing uh, bass for a church at the time. So we had all my equipment in there and me and my band would get in there and artists would come. They jam out with us and that thing developed. So uh, First Fridays has been going on for now. Uh, It'll be 21 years in September you know, that we've been, we've been doing that effort. Um, but that social capital that you're How talking I miss about. I miss you then, Kevin, because I was in L.A., man, 21 years. I was in L.A. 2000. Man, I was in L.A. since 95. Yeah. How I miss yeah. you, Kelvin? 2004, man, we was, we was right here in the Valley, man. We was right here in the Valley when it started, man. And uh, I, I I don't know, man. I'm so sorry. Uh, sorry, I miss you. I heard you on the radio. I used to hear you on the radio. Absolutely, um, man. Me and Steve, we were dominating, man. I don't know how I miss no, you, brother. Dominate. Oh, man, dominating. And, uh, and it was it was shifting uh, black culture. I remember uh, one of my primary goals was to get a hoodie award. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, but but the, the because I was looking towards um, towards black men, towards black male leadership, uh-huh. and Steve was doing it, recognizing mm-hmm. the uh, the unsung heroes. And mm-hmm. so that's what I felt like, and, and you know, I feel pride 
to cut people's hair and to send them into the uh, world on their platforms with, with, with my work, you know. They got, they got all this content, all this need for content now, Kelvin, out there. Why don't we see this on a special, on a HBO Max or Amazon Prime special this first Fridays? Yeah, let's uh, let's produce it. You know, um, it, there has been a few opportunities over the years mm-hmm. um, to do it. Um, one was 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 bigger than than most, and uh, it just the business didn't work out. Uh-huh. Um, but, but then I think it was year before last, Damon Dash did a show called "The Next Big Thing," right? And we came to L.A. They shot at my place. Wow. They shot where First Fridays takes place. They mm-hmm. they utilize the platform. Um, so that was on on BET. Um, Jonathan McReynolds and Molly Music. That's my boy. Just, mm-hmm. Molly Music, yeah. both of my boys. Yeah, so the Molly and Johnny tour, we were one of their virtual locations that was shot where we shoot First Fridays at. And Molly was one of the artists who would come and just sing at First Fridays. Mm-hmm. So he bring in, uh, you know, everybody kind of comes back. Um, a lot of us here in LA, we call that the home court. So we mm-hmm. want that home court advantage. Uh, we produce content from there. Kenny Lattimore during pandemic, uh, major um, who who is a, a, a artist as well? You know, charting songs, uh, film content there. Uh, last Christmas or Christmas before last, Holly Berry came through the doors, uh, to see, <laughs> and it was just like all of the work that we've done mm-hmm. um, over these last twenty years have just been incredible. And now I'm expanding that work in a new way to mm-hmm. where. I'm not just behind the production, but I'm also behind the microphone, sharing my stories of healing and, um, you know, and of triumph to 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 everywhere. The reason I do music is the same reason I cut hair. You know, um, I really want to touch the people that change the world, and I know my music brings healing to little black boys who don't feel like they're enough. The rush what, that I well, what I, I like about you, man, is that, that you know they have multiple levels of of inter, inter, income, multiple levels of entertainment. I always tell people when you focus on one dream, you should have many layers in that dream, and I like that, and that's why I do money making conversations so people can tell their stories because people can just see you as the host of First Fridays. No, 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 he's more than that. They can just hear your whole conversation about doing country music, your one of your first love. No, he's more than that. They can hear your story about you just being an entrepreneur, you know, where you got these barber chains and you once was a barber and you started your first Fridays there 21 years ago. When you look at all these things, how do you compartmentalize being able to be successful in all these different lanes, plus your spirit and the ability to motivate people to be successful through who you are, Kelvin. Yeah, I, I try to I try to consolidate it all to uh, to service. You know, I think my greatest uh, calling is uh, has been to serve my fellow man in 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 this life. You know, since I was a little boy. You know, uh, I used to uh, I, I started my haircut business when I was like ten years old. I used to cut lawns. I used to cut people's grass. Right, and I could cut the hair. My slogan was, "If you can grow it, I can cut it." You know, <laughs> it's just something that felt felt good to me to be able to uh, to do something that that people were either they, that they were willing to pay me for, you know, and um, the 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 storylines of the guys I looked up to in my neighborhood, they were they were getting killed. They were going to jail. And I had this this skill to to cut stuff and make it look good, you know. So in essence, it, it kind of put my life on a different path. And um, and I keep hearing that same message, that reverb uh, playing in my life, even through my music through my ministry, through my service to, to the public. Um, so I kind of consolidated all to one thing is that, Hey, am I serving, am I serving humanity in the best way 
that I can. And it, it you know, basically is God pleased with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And um, it does change from time. Sometimes it changes by the day. Right. Uh, I got to cut somebody's hair right after this interview, you know, uh-huh. and then I got to jump on another a call to promote the upcoming release of my of my music. And all of that, man, I believe is in service to my highest purpose, which is to, uh, you know, to, to help my fellow man and to receive that help and love and camaraderie that come when we when we just show up authentically and take up a lot of space. So I'm going to be big, you know, and I want to leave big impact along the way. Well, as we close, let's talk about the release of your music. Tell us where we can find it. Tell us the uh, uh, the whole, are you shooting videos with each, each one of your releases? How are you doing it so we can wrap it up on a high note about your brand? See, I love the, yeah. the whole concept of what you're trying to do. But it also is key that, you know, you keep doing First Fridays. You know, you keep cutting hair. You know, I'll, uh, just, I always tell people, I remember on October 9th, 1991, that day means something to me because I asked God, I said, allow me to take advantage of all my talents and I will give you 100%. Yes, sir. You know, I, seriously, I said, I will not sleep on it. I will not. If you, if you tell me to write, I'm going to give you 100% right. You tell me to manage somebody, I'm going to give 100% there. Wherever you put me, I'm going to give 100%. And a lot of people, they always say, man, you just love what you do. Because he gave me an opportunity to do it. And I told him if he gave me an opportunity to do it, I'm going to give 100%. And so keep giving 100%. As we close, let's talk about that music that you're giving 100% to. Yes, sir. So the upcoming release of my song uh, Opposite is happening on December 4th, um, which is, uh, you know, about six days from now. Um, it's a significant moment for me. It's also my 40th birthday. And I uh, I'm devoted for for uh, in my 40s, man, to, to show up in the world authentically. Um, I struggle with a lot of things. And my song Opposite is just like you um, is where I got before God and I asked God to change me. And to give me strength to do the opposite of a destructive path that I was going to take myself on at the, uh, you know, on the heels of adversity. Um, you know, I bent and I almost folded, but God gave me strength to do the opposite. I want people to know that. Uh, so December 4th on all platforms, it is a music video as well <laughs> as a high quality, polished master copy of the recording. Um you know, vocally performed by me, uh, co-wrote the song with a uh, Grammy nominated uh, a singer and artist, my brother, Mr. Eric Bellinger. So we, we're putting all the momentum that we had around this. I'm going home to my hometown of Sacramento to do the release concert. So you'll see all over my social media, right. um, as well as other platforms. But December 4th is called Opposite Kelvin Truitt, available on all platforms, all streaming platforms, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify. If, if, if they play music there, you'll be able to find me there, man. So I'm really happy to share this message with you guys. Kelvin Truitt, when I did his opening credit, I said he's a barber to the stars. He's an interior designer, creative director, host of a popular open mic for expiring and established stars called First Friday. What I forgot to say, rising star in the music <laughs> business. Kelvin, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you guys. Hey, I, I got to come out for one of those first Fridays too, because I come out to LA like th- three times every quarter. So I got to make sure I come in on the Thursday so I can be there on the Friday. Okay. 
You be there on Friday. And when you close it, I want you to close it. I used to close out my mornings on the Steve Harvey Morning Show where you say, man, if you could trust God, you could believe that and take that to the bank. There you go, brother. Thank you very That's much. I, you, I'm going to call you up on the stage. I want that one. <laughs> I would do that for you, all right? All right. Yes, everybody sir. understand. This is my man, Kelvin Truitt. He's a beast. He's a young man changing lives, being an entrepreneur on Money Making Conversation. If you want to listen to this interview or see this interview on Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am the in this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.